0: You are listening to the Mom Halo Podcast. This sweet ear candy will serve up laughs and aha moments as we talk to best-in-class thought leaders. These folks are dropping gems of genius. I'm Melana Kafitz, CEO and founder of the Mom Halo Community. I'm a fun, fearless, freckled mom with three wild kiddos. I love to introduce you to ideas and people that will rock your world, all while laughing out loud because that is the only way to get through the daily grind of parenthood. Like in your earphones and let's get to them. Hello and hello and hello and welcome to the Mom Halo podcast. I'm your host, Alana Capitz. And this podcast has been in the making for many months, guys, but mostly because of my scheduling complex But I'm super excited to introduce you to Jenny Diamond of Jenny Diamond Health. Hey, Jenny. Hey, how's it going? Good. Welcome. Why don't you tell our our listeners who you are, where you're from, what you do. Kick us off. Okay, perfect. So
1: as you mentioned, my name is Jenny. I'm the founder of Jenny Diamond Health, which is an online platform that provides evidence-based exercise programs for both new and expecting moms. And so I help moms to exercise safely, both during pregnancy and then gain strength, confidence, and energy postpartum. And uh, I also am both a pre and postnatal trainer and an occupational therapist. So I have quite an extensive education in anatomy, biomechanics, personal training, and
0: more. Jenny, how did you get into this industry? I'm curious. What brought you to post and prenatal? Yeah, so I've
1: always been super interested in this population. I started training almost 10 years ago and I think it it really came about so organically. I was given my first prenatal client and my first postpartum client and of course had to do my research Um, As a certified trainer, there is not a ton of basic level education that you're given. You really have to seek it out. You have to take courses. You have to do your own research in the literature and evidence-based practice. And so I started doing that and really just found it so interesting because there are, of course, certain things you have to do differently during and after pregnancy. And um, when I started working with these first clients, I found it super rewarding seeing results, seeing them improve their health, improve their strength. And from there, I just started welcoming more and more referrals. And I started my social media account on Instagram, Jenny Diamond Health, around the same time, and started sharing some of my workouts with clients. And that just led to more pre and postnatal specific referrals. And the more I worked with that population, the more I loved it, the more I learned, the more courses I took. And... Um, you know, over time, I just realized that I wanted to help reach more and more women and birthing individuals. And so that's what uh, led to the birth of Jenny Diamond Health.
0: I love that so much. So take us through when you're hearing from, let's just start with expecting parents. If a mom is on a fitness journey of some nature or health and wellness journey, and she's, let's say first time mom, she's expecting her first kiddo. Why is she calling you? And what's the first like sort of Mis- misnomer or misconception about perinatal health and fitness?
1: Yeah. So there is so much confusing information out there about prenatal exercise specifically. Um, I find most of my clients come to me because they're looking for a program that they know is safe, that they know is evidence-based and is going to best prepare them for both um, continuing to be and feel strong throughout their pregnancy, prepare them for labor and delivery, and also for the postpartum period. So that's usually why people will come to me and then Um, my programs also they're super accessible. So they're online, they're 25 minute follow-along workouts. You can pause and play as needed. Um, so if you have, you know, other kids at home and lots of you know responsibilities and live a busy life, it's it's really doable. Um so I would say those are the main reasons why
0: people end up coming to work with me
1: and and seek
0: support there. So you're talking about it's confusing. What's confusing? Give me an example. What's the first thing that you hear people say that might sound like a confusing piece of information?
1: Oh my gosh. There's so many. Um, The one that I like to talk about the most has to do with training your core, and so a lot of people think you can't train your core, your abs in pregnancy, and that it's you know not safe for the baby or for you. And that, in fact, is not true. You can and actually should be training your core and your abs in your pregnancy. Um, At the same time, there's certain things to be mindful of, and there's certain ways to
0: train this optimally to prevent injury and improve function. Why is that such a why is there such a big disconnect and and in, in in the information around core training?
1: Such a good question. I think it's a combination of, There's a lot of fear around pregnancy. You know, of course it makes sense. People are nervous. They don't want to do the wrong thing. Um, And then I think we still need to improve where the research is at right now. There's not enough research. There's not enough guidelines out there. Um, We do have the 2019 pregnancy and exercise guidelines, which are very good and was a huge point to help us move forward in this knowledge base. But uh, there's still a lot more research that is now being done and still needs to be done. And so uh I think I think those are probably the the main two reasons why there's so much confusion.
0: But take me to a current client. A client is calling you right now, they are X amount of time pregnant, and what's the first thing you're going to show them to do?
1: Yeah, that's such a great
0: question. So
1: starting off in pregnancy, the very first thing I'm going to take a client through is a core connection breath exercise. So we want to make sure that we are setting the foundation right from the beginning. We know how to connect properly to our ab muscles, to our pelvic floor muscles, and know how to pair that with our breath. Cause then we can use that foundation to carry forward through all of our other strength and cardio based exercises to make sure we're doing things properly. And in a way that's going to support your body physically and help you as you go forward in your pregnancy and through even labor and delivery as well.
0: Okay, give us an example. What does that sound like? It's like,
1: yeah, like taking
0: like what is it actually doing? Give us one percent of the yeah. information. Tell yeah, yeah.
1: So okay, so normally, and actually this, this whole breathing exercise and linking to your core, this is actually available for free on my website. So if you want the full seven minute long video and explanation, it's there. Um, but I'm going to keep try and keep this to about 30 seconds for us. So basically what you're doing is you're breathing in and at the same time letting your pelvic floor muscles relax down and out and letting go of any tension. And again, there's lots of cueing and, and more explanation on my website and on that video with how to actually do that. And then as you exhale, you're engaging your pelvic floor muscles, which are your muscles that support all your internal organs. And you are cueing your deep core muscles as well to turn on exhaling letting your belly come back in um, and then again repeating that inhale letting everything go again and back to that exhale so this is what we're doing we're pairing basically proper diaphragmatic breathing with proper pelvic floor and core engagement
0: yeah talk to us about pelvic floor because it's like a pelvic floor itself there's so much conversation now about um pelvic floor and movement and exercise what is a pelvic floor and why does it matter
1: yeah. So your pelvic floor, it's basically the muscles that run all the way from the front at where your pubic bone is all the way towards the back where your anus is. And the muscles that exist along your pelvic floor are responsible for so many different functions. Um, and when they aren't working optimally, that's when you can end up with different kinds of what we call pelvic floor dysfunction. And that could be things like leaking urine, leaking um, other fluids as well. You could be having issues with prolapse. So um, that's when certain organs get displaced. You could have feelings of, you know, downward pressure or heaviness through the vagina. Um, these are all examples of pelvic floor dysfunction, even things like um, painful intercourse or even just like pelvic pain. And all of these things can happen partly or primarily as a result of issues with your pelvic floor muscles. And so when we exercise in pregnancy, there's a big focus on making sure our pelvic floor muscles are functioning optimally to prevent this kind of dysfunction from occurring.
0: Sorry, I'm just in some wind, so I'm on mute. Um, Okay, cool. So um, walk us through some of high level, what's the best practices in later stage of pregnancy? What are the best practices in the later stage of pregnancy? So, so
1: define later stage, like you mean like your 30 plus weeks, what should you be doing?
0: Yeah, that's it. Walk us through like 30 plus. Okay. So, um, you
1: can actually, there's a lot of programs out there that, you know, specify training for specific trimesters. Um, everyone's going to respond differently. So some people later on in their pregnancy have more aches and pains. Other people can actually build even more strength. They can keep building that strength and feel great. Um, so it's very individualized. But the one thing I would say once you're around 34, 35 weeks plus is you want to start adding in a little bit more stretching, a little bit more focus on, again, the pelvic floor and um, doing that pelvic floor connection breath to practice that relaxation of the muscles. And those are some of the things that are going to
0: help take you into labor and delivery more successfully as well. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was having my kids and my first son, I remember like, it was probably after the 14th week of being pregnant with my first kiddo. I felt, or I believed somehow in 2017, like, oh no, 2017? No, 2016. I was like, I thought for some reason that you weren't supposed to work out anymore. Like I just like stopped. Why was that such a big misunderstanding?
1: I don't know exactly why. I know um, there are some fears around exercise in pregnancy, uh, if people, you know, wonder whether they're linked to like miscarriages or preterm delivery. And actually we've shown in the research that there is no association with prenatal exercise and miscarriage or preterm delivery. And so we do know that it is safe to exercise in pregnancy as long as you've been cleared by your primary care provider. And actually we even know from the research that even if you're someone that has never exercised before and now you become pregnant, it is still safe to start an exercise program in your pregnancy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know why, like in those early days, I was under the impression that like you had to slow down or rest. You know what <laughs> I mean? Where where did that come from? Was that just like a, a fable of some nature? Like where did that... I'm not, yeah, I'm not really
1: sure where that myth came from. I mean, my, I've spent my whole career really like promoting that, you know, you should be exercising and you should be moving again. There of course are certain circumstances where this is not okay. And of course you do always have to check and make sure that it is safe for you. But as long as you don't have any contraindications, um, there's actually so many health benefits for both you and
0: baby of exercising during pregnancy. Yeah, of course. It's just, I, I, it's, it's so like clear to me now, but then I just remember, like, I remember I was so active. Like I was probably working out five, six days a week, doing yoga five, six days a week. And I remember looking at myself in a yoga class in the mirror and being like, oh my God, this is going to be my last yoga class.
1: And oh, I remember no. just feeling
0: like I couldn't do it anymore. I just remember feeling like slower, bigger, yeah. less yeah. agile and just completely at the time, honestly, like knowing nothing, like so mm-hmm. misguided with my information. So what about your healthcare team? Did your healthcare team give you any information
1: about that at the time?
0: No. Your no. doctor didn't give you any info? Didn't no, talk it to wasn't it like you. that. No, not yeah. really. It wasn't like part of, and I didn't have a doctor. I, didn't, I had a midwife who were even more like... You know, good at being holistic. Um totally. And it wasn't really part it of It wasn't discourse. mentioned. No.
1: Wow. So that's that's, that's yeah. definitely, I think, changed a lot. I mean, it,
0: it definitely depends on the provider you're
1: working with. Um, but uh, I think even and did you have like a family doctor at the time?
0: No, we just I just was followed primarily by my midwife at the time.
1: Right, right. Yeah. So I mean, i, I like to think and hope that that's changed. And I think mm-hmm. um, again, you said this was what, 2017, 2018? 20- no, when did I have-
0: 2016? 2016? Why is 2016, so it was 2015, 2016, and I'm like 2015. I, yeah. You know, it's not that long ago. It's Like it's, it's been not, six, but there, you know what? Ago. This but there's been research, a This research, yeah. This
1: research has changed like a ton, and I think again, like these guidelines, these exercise guidelines, maybe can, can we link them in the show notes even for of course, people yeah, to yeah, grab? Yeah, yeah. Of course, so yeah, yeah. So the 2019 guidelines. The again, it, it's now 2023. Like they're not brand new anymore, but these 2019 guidelines are a really great starting point to show people that yes, it's safe as long as you don't have contraindications and dictating all the benefits
0: so what is a contraindication you keep saying that can you just explain for our listeners what does that mean
1: Yeah, so there's certain conditions that mean that it might not be safe for you to exercise during your pregnancy. And so um, this is a conversation that you would have with your doctor. It could be things like uh, related to your past medical history or um, issues you might be experiencing during your pregnancy, such as like um, preeclampsia or or similar conditions. Um, And so there actually is a very accessible list on the 2019 guidelines of these red flag symptoms. Um, there's some that are, so there's called absolute contraindications and relative contraindications An absolute contraindication is something that is like, okay, if you have any of these things, you should not be exercising again. It may depend. It's again, a conversation with your doctor, but these would be things such as preeclampsia or, um, issues with, you know, placenta placenta previa after a certain number of weeks, um, unexplained like vaginal bleeding that won't go away, things like that. And then, there's also relative contraindications where it's like okay, discuss the risks and benefits, you know, with your primary um, obstetric care provider. So um, things like you know, if you have if you're late into a pregnancy and it's twins, um, things like if you have gestational hypertension, um, certain other medical conditions like that.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. Thank you for walking us through. Um, so, do you see? What's the difference between training someone who's had their first kid or might be on a second or third pregnancy? How does your how does your sort of client um interact with your program differently? That's such an interesting question
1: and I think where people are at in their second or third pregnancy again is so person dependent. I've seen all different ends of the spectrum with this, but um one common theme that I have noticed is that people who've already had one child um, tend to be a little bit more keen on taking the programs and the recommendations a little more seriously, especially with respect to, I think that common topic we keep coming back to of pelvic floor. So I think um, people who've had more one or more kids already tend to have more issues with their pelvic floor, or at least tend to be more aware of the potential issues that could happen. Um, so again, things like leaking or pelvic organ prolapse, those are things very much on their mind or, um, ab separation. And so they're a little bit more, I'd say like educated and aware of the possible risks and outcomes that could happen if you go to an exercise program improperly and and aren't doing the right thing for your body.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think what I noticed is like a whole generation of women who are like hyper, like not, I want to say hyper physical, but like women who are like very active and then, um, you know, really, really not sure what to do after their, during their first pregnancy, but in their second pregnancy, they really try to make it, as you're saying, sort of a strategic priority too, um, mm-hmm. because they, they know what they know, right? Because then you have your first kid, you don't know what you don't know really, right? You have to go exactly. through it and sort of experiment it experience it like firsthand before, you know, Oh shit. Like I wish I could have done ABC and D. So I find like a lot of women in our community, once they have their second kiddo, if that's what they're planning to do, they almost want to like do it right, you know, or do it different or do it better. Take the learnings. What do you think about that, Jenny?
1: Yeah. I think I I've even had clients who were like very nervous about exercising in their first pregnancy. And then, you know, after everything, you know, hopefully goes okay, um, then when the second pregnancy comes around, um, they're like, okay, I, you know, as long as I don't have any contraindications, as we discussed, like, I I feel good, I can exercise, and um, and I think, yeah, like you said, like, just the more you experience things, the more knowledge you gain, uh, whether through experience or, you know, doing research or hearing from your care
0: providers or your,
1: you know, your support team.
0: Good, okay, Getting. um I love it so much. If there's anything you want people to hear today, if there's, like, some thing about your practice or about the whole industry, what do you want them to remember if nothing else? Mm-hmm.
1: I would say, you know, while we're on the, this topic of prenatal exercise, that even a small amount of exercise makes a huge difference for both you and your baby's health outcomes. So if you can't do even like your normal routine or a routine that seems optimal to you, you know, don't sweat it, just do what you can just get moving even, you know, 10 minutes a day, huge, huge benefits in the research from that. So, um, and then I would say, In addition to that, definitely, you know, if you are going to do a program, make sure you are working with a qualified exercise professional who has lots of uh, knowledge and expertise in this area so that they can deliver you evidence based exercise programming. I love it. And if people want to find you, Jenny, can you share your coordinates with us, please? Absolutely. So, yeah, my Instagram is at Jenny Diamond Health, Jenny spelled with an I, so that's J-E-N-N-I, Diamond Health. And then my website is
0: JennyDiamondHealth.com. I love it so much. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Um, Please, guys, go check her out. And if you are a fan and follower of the Mom Halo, you're an expecting mama and you're looking to bring on somebody to your healthcare team while you're going through early stages or late stages, I guess, of labor and delivery, or I mean... Um, pregnancy, you can give Jenny a, a call. So give her a, a follow her on Instagram. And uh, thank you so much for being with us today, Jenny. Thanks so much for having me. Great chatting with you always. Bye-bye. Until next Bye. time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Mom Halo podcast, I'd love your support by sharing it with others, posting about us on social or leaving a really good rating and review to catch all the latest from me. You can follow me on Instagram at the Mom Halo. Thanks so much. And I'll see you next time.